Hello, everybody. This is your keeper speaking. That's right. It's me, Alex Flanagan. I'm sexy and cool, and I make you cry. I'm just kidding. It's Val! Val Patron, you know. I play Eddie Kasparak. Sometimes I play Davy from Horror Borealis 76. You know me. Come on. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four of Losers, a Love Story. You all have been so amazing. This community is incredible. It's been wonderful to be able to play in this space and to have such a great reception of folks come out and listen to us play every week and say nice things to us and be generally super cool about this property that has pre-existed for a long time. And now we get to, you know, reclaim in a way. Um, I know so much about Eddie Kasprak that I legally own him. I can say whatever I want about him. I could say that he has a nipple piercing on his left nipple and it's canon. I could say he's straight now and will also die. Just kidding. Uh, maybe I'm kidding. I guess you'll have to tune in and find out. <laughs> so uh, I'm just dropping some trigger warnings for you. Uh, there's going to be some scary things, but remember that we always do table talk. We leave the table talk in on this and we always check in with one another to make sure we're okay. And that includes the listeners. So here's some major content warnings. Uh, this includes child death, on-screen depiction of a traumatic flashback, blood, and a heated verbal confrontation. As always, we'd like to thank Ryan Bolter for being a kick-ass audio motherfucker. Ryan has been crushing it lately. I've been so excited to be able to hear a lot of the stuff that's Ryan put in, that Ryan puts in. Jeez, I'm getting nervous. Sorry. <laughs> Got a little anxiety, intro anxieties. No, but seriously, Ryan is killing it. Wouldn't you all agree? Um, you know, biggest love to Ryan. We all love Ryan in this chat. Um, and if you want to go support them, they have a Ko-Fi up right now on their Twitter. If you want to check it out, uh, and just maybe kick a few bucks and make us sound beautiful and help support Ryan. If you want, it's a very difficult time. I would never ask that at everyone or anyone just because times are weird, my friends, but you know, if you can help out, that'd be cool. And if you can't, we still love you. Anywho, the part of Bill Denbro is played by the incomparable Alex Flanagan. The part of Ben Hanscom is played by the amazing Andrew Giada, who also composed the theme song to Losers, A Love Story. The part of Mike Hanlon is played by the sexy and cool J.V. Hampton Van Sant. The part of Stan Uris is played by the sexy and cool MJ. You're starting to see a trend here, I see. The part of Beverly Marsh is played by the sexy and cool Addison Peacock. The part of Richie Tozier is played by the sexy and, guess what, the cool Tim Warner. And the part of Eddie Kasprak is played by me. Wow. <laughs> Back to Dairy is a Monster of the Week hack slash game uh, by Christine Previs. Christine has been so nice and sexy to us as they allow us to have complete reign over this Back to Dairy game. Uh, it's been so much fun. All the playbooks are awesome. 
everything about this game has just been so incredible. I mean, you've heard it here first, folks. Go maybe chip a few dollars their way and uh, get yourself a little back to dairy. A <laughs> uh, special shout out to all the wonderful fans, friends, and pals who have been doing cool stuff like actively engaging with the story. Like our friend Thay, who hosts the listener parties 10 a.m. Central Saturday at www.twitch.tv slash T-H-A-E-I-N-T-W-I-L-I-G-H-T. That's Thay and Twilight. Again, 10 a.m. Central on Saturdays. Now, I know it's getting long. You're probably wanting to get to the game, but hear me out for a few more things. 2020 is upon us, which means 2020 Audioverse Awards are here. Alex told me I could say this as an optional part, but I love Horror Borealis and I want to support my friends. So did you know that you can actually vote for Horror Borealis in several different categories of the Audioverse Awards? Yes, that's right. If you go to audioverseawards.net and go down to instrumental composition in a production you can find the Ahor Borealis theme disco remix by Andrew Giada. Player direction of a production, you can find Alex Lanigan for Ahor Borealis. And of course, best improvised production, Ahor Borealis. Go ahead. Why not? I, I love them. I'm not on this list and I'm going to go vote for them. Why not? Well, you got to lose. If you help us, you know, we can make a better stronger faster no i can't promise any of those things but i can promise that if you believe in us we'll give you the belief right back uh and we love you very very much um personally i just want to take a quick sec and dedicate my performance to agent elm on twitter.com this is just a personal friend shout out of mine um nova thank you for being the richie to my eddie or the eddie to my richie either way thanks for always making sure i'm true to my character and myself and as always, thank you to the One Shot Network. We love you. Now enjoy Losers, a love story. JV, I think you said you had something you wanted to do before we just get like real troubling content hours. For sure. Okay. So this is <clears throat> after the library um, when Mike conveniently remembered that he has a, a, a house in town and doesn't actually need to go to the hotel. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's he's headed home. He, he gets home. Um, you know, it's a just a regular looking house. It's not super exciting. It's boring. It's uh, just a just a house in Derry, Maine. Nothing too exciting. But <clears throat> obviously, because it is late, he goes upstairs, um, gets to his room, opens the door, and there is the flight attendant who is asleep. Mm. Um, the flight attendant is asleep in there and doesn't wake up when the door opens because it's just a little, you know, just a little squeaky door. Um, 
but just the sight of the flight attendant just makes everything feel just a little bit better. And mm-hmm. upon this, um, like sort of seeing the flight attendant, um, he starts to look around. He looks at the Can shelf. you really quick describe mm-hmm. the flight attendant to us? I'm curious. I would like to know more about this character. Absolutely. I, I could. I could do that. But I just sort of want y'all to picture the hot person that Mike deserves. Oh. <laughs> Whatever that You're means a personal to y'all. version of a hot person that Mike deserves. Uh, honestly, that. genuinely, that is exactly how I'm imagining it. Um, just this, you know hot person that likes Mike and that Mike is is good with um and um starts looking around just just looking around um instinctively because he realizes he doesn't really need to look around for this thing at this point but he goes and sort of looks at um at this desk that is in his room walks over to that and uh, sort of stares lovingly at the objects that are there. One of them is a photoshopped image of Eddie from his wedding day that has an inhaler in place of his wife in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> just real cute. <laughs> and that's just framed and sitting right there. Um, what is next to that is... A photo from um, a photo from uh, of Bev right after um, right after her uh, her first uh, little little fashion show, um, and just a, a photo of her with the model, and it just it looks amazing, and that's framed right there. Um, there's also. You know, just a, a copy of uh, there's a copy of Carrie because that's just how that's happening. Um, <laughs> there's a copy of Carrie that's just sitting right there. It's uh, been well used and read a lot, just right there. Um, there is what else is there? There is um, a photo. Uh, there's a, also another frame photo of the first building that Ben built that's there um what else is there i think y'all get the general picture of what i'm painting here right which is that because mike hasn't left um mike hasn't gone anywhere he hasn't um been able to do that but one of the sort of delights of having the flight attendant around is that the flight attendant has been able to sort of take these photos just periodically um, which is the sort of convenient part of the flight attendant existing. Um, and he never really, really questions why these sort of requests are happening. But there they are. And also, you know, that there are some items there from like before Facebook was a thing, I guess, um, where like these images would have just been posted there. Um, but yeah. Uh, those are the items. There are, there are, of course, a couple more that I just don't want to spend time describing, but all of them are just little, little tokens of seeing the lives, the successful lives, the, the lovely lives that 
each of his friends are living sort of out there in the world while not in Derry. That's a cry. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's so sweet. Yeah. I just had that cute little image. I mean, Um, is it? Because Eddie's married (laughs) to his inhaler. (laughs) I said it's sweet. I was going to say that it was a picture of Richie in the wedding dress, but that felt felt a little bit much. So rather than that oh actually no you know what i'm gonna actually take that back the photo that's there it is not that it is not well there is a photo that is photoshopped with an inhaler but actually the photo that is there the the one that's sort of later on from there is a picture i'm presuming that richie was at this wedding um because it wouldn't make sense to me that he wouldn't have been there um Wait, why would he be there? Well, he wouldn't remember. Or would he not be there? None of them remember each other. No, I don't oh, they know. Don't remember none of them each remember each other. Oh, damn, that makes no, me sad. But maybe you, maybe you like photoshopped Richie. <laughs> yes, I did. That is exactly what happened. Something. They've been you photoshopped. photoshopped uh, pictures just... of me with my best men, and Richie is there now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what's happened. Just it's in like a shitty Hawaiian shirt. Just... <laughs> that's his whole deal. He loves a shitty Hawaiian shirt. Honestly, yeah, and that is exactly what is there. That's that photo, and that one is just uh, just there. Those two photos sort of bookend each other, bookend the whole little set. I like um, that um, mm-hmm. because, too, like, Eddie's ideal version of himself is married to his anxiety, literally, and then Richie's ideal version of himself is married to Eddie. And I love that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, my babies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just me wailing and my babies when we talk about Richie or Eddie. I'm sorry. Uh, That's good. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Does Mike like go to bed after that? Does he get oh. a good night's sleep? I'm invested. Yeah. Now. Okay. So I want to know. Oh yeah. There is one more thing that is on that table that I did want to generally bring up, which is there is um a rock. The rock mm. is also on this thing, and it's weirdly sort of encased in like glass, like it, like it's in a little glass case. And it's just sort of like right a display there. box. Yes, mm. there we go. One of those. And it's just there. Um, and it sort of is the centerpiece of all of these items. And then he, uh, you know, um, ditches whatever the hell he was wearing before. I don't didn't describe his outfit before, but ditches that and then just climbs into bed with the with the flight attendant. They snuggle up together and they go to sleep. And that's that. Oh. <laughs> that's so much nicer than what I'm about to do to everybody. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I just wanted no. us to have a good feeling before a lot of death and things. <laughs> I'm getting out the spray bottle. I'm spraying water at Alex. Oh, wow. I am going to be damp. No. Sorry. All right, pals, I'm going to go to a dark place. Okay. okay. We're ready. We'll come, I'll come there with you. Thank you. Same. It's 27 years ago, and it's raining. And it's one of those specifically East Coast rains. Um, I don't know if they happen in other places, but this to me always feels like a home thing mm-hmm. where it feels like it's always been raining and it might always be raining after this point. So you might as well get used to it because this rain is how you live now. Um, 
And during this particular rainstorm, 13-year-old Bill Denborough is sitting up in the attic bedroom that he shares with his younger brother. He's seated at kind of a big, awkward desk that sits facing the window. Um, So from there, you can look out and see the their little suburban street stretching out before you, their little neighborhood street. I guess it's really not fair to call dairy a suburb of anywhere. It's not. <laughs> it is <laughs> simply dairy, and that is all that it is, and there is nothing else that uh, that makes up the center of it. I guess there is something, but it's much darker and more dismal than just a regular city. Anyway, he's got this big typewriter set up on the desk in front of him, and it's this clunky kind of awkward old thing. It's a little bit banged up. Uh, his parents got him got it for him for his birthday last month. I think they probably found it at like a Salvation Army or something. Um, and he's he's tapping away at it intently with kind of this focused furrowed look on his face. Bill loves his typewriter because when he sits down to write at his typewriter with the neat little font and the, the tiny letters arranged perfectly on the pieces of paper, Nobody can see that he has a stutter. He can make all of the right words come out every single time. He can arrange all of the thoughts that are crowding his head, and he can convey the things that he wants to convey exactly the way he wants to convey them without worrying if he's going to trip himself up or or, or get so caught up in the moment that he's not going to be able to keep up with himself. Sometimes it seems to Bill like his huge thrift store typewriter and his oversized bicycle are the only two things in the world that can keep up with him. His little brother, Georgie, is, I think, seven years old at this point, seven or eight. And I kind of have this vision in my mind that he's been doing this thing that little kids sometimes do where uh, he gets fixated on something and that's the only thing he wants. I think he's wearing this bright yellow rain slicker and he's been wearing it all around the house like since yesterday when it started raining. And, like, their mom keeps trying to get him to take it off, but eventually just gave up because Georgie just wants to be wearing this thing all around the house, like, running up and down the stairs and, and um, you know, pestering Bill in their bedroom. But he's still wearing this rain slicker. <clears throat> and I think that maybe, um, maybe yesterday, when the rainstorm first started and they had to come in from outside, uh, Bill wrote him a story on the typewriter about, like, a sea captain and a bright yellow coat who captained this sailboat through a fierce rainstorm, and that's been, like, the only thing on Georgie's mind since then. So Bill promised Georgie that as soon as he was done with this story, as soon as he finished it, the one that he's writing today, he would show him how to make a paper sailboat and that they could go sail it outside together in the little river that the rain makes on the gully next to their street. But this ending has just been taking him forever. Bill has been writing at his desk all morning long, like his mom had to drag him downstairs for breakfast and then he came immediately back up to his room and he's been typing and typing and typing and Georgie is just about at the limit of his seven-year-old patience (laughs) and I think is is really getting to the point where he just like super wants to do something. He wants this boat that Bill promised him. He wants to go play outside. He wants to spend time with his brother and Bill just wants more than anything to finish this story because he's so in the zone and he can feel the ending like just beyond his grasp. He can feel like he's just about there. And if he leaves now, he's never going to finish this story. Does anybody want to be Georgie? I would love to get just like a couple minutes. Yeah, I'll be Georgie again. Okay, cool. Thanks, Tim. 
Come on, Bill. When are you going to finish the story? Soon, Georgie. I'm almost done. I promise. I'm so close this time. But I want to do something. I want to go outside. I want to play. No, I, 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 I gotta finish this, Georgie. I, I, I told you when I'm done. Come on, at least help me make a boat. Bill kind of uh, relents a little bit and smiles. He loves his brother, and I don't think he can really ultimately deny him anything that he wants. So he sort of sighs and he pulls a blank piece of paper out from the stack behind his typewriter. And he, uh, I think, pulls Georgie up onto his lap. And he sits there with him. And he shows him how to make the folds. It's sort of like, here, Georgie, put your hand here. And Georgie kind of just, like, follows with Bill, uh, kind of, like, pointing where to make all of the creases and stuff like that. But Georgie is making the boat, but Bill is, like, leading him along. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they finish, and it's this haphazard little thing, but all of the creases are nice and neat, and it looks very seaworthy. Um, and and Bill smiles down at him and says, "What do you what do you want to call it?" Uh, I don't know. What do you want to call it, Bill? Well, it's your sh- sh- ship. I I think we should name it after you. So call it the Georgie? <laughs> Bill laughs and uh, he he pulls a marker out of his pencil can and he writes SS Georgie on it. And then he sends Georgie down to the basement to, uh, to get the can of car wax that they keep down there. Ken then shows him how to wax up the boat so that it'll stay safe in the rain. And, um, and he sort of, I think, pulls the matching yellow uh, rain hat to go with Georgie's coat, and he says, and he, he presses the boat into Georgie's hands, and he says, go ahead, I'll, I'll catch up with you soon, okay? As so- soon as I'm done, I'll be outside. Why aren't you coming now? I'm, I, 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 I want to finish it, Georgie, I, I promise, just f- f- five more minutes. But, uh, don't you want to see how it floats? I'll s- see from the w- window. Okay. Well, I wish you could be there with me. I'll I'll be there the s- s- second time. Okay. And I think um, Georgie like uh, sheepishly just like looks down at the boat and then uh, turns around and kind of runs down the stairs, uh, making a little too much noise as he goes down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Bill sort of smiles and shakes his head and then runs back up the stairs, taking them two at a time. He's got kind of long legs for a 13-year-old, and I think that this is something that he's just recently been able to do, and so now he does it all the time, and his dad is always fussing at him because he's always making a, like, a ruckus on the staircase. But he runs back up to their bedroom, and he peeks out the window before he sits back down, and he can see Georgie sort of dashing off helter-skelter down the street and and sort of fussing with the boat and trying to get it to float. And he laughs to himself, and he he sits back down at his typewriter. And he sort of loses himself in what he's doing for a minute. And a short while later, though it would be impossible to say how long, he um, 
He doesn't really have a good sense of the time at this point. He hears a scream. And he immediately stands up and looks out the window. And the first thing he notices is their neighbor at the end of the street standing on her front porch and just wailing uncontrollably, um, just pointing and shouting and screaming and the rain pounding the window and making it difficult. But Bill kind of presses his face up against the glass and, and tries to see out and he can make out his brother's body lying face down on the street in a little stream of red with one of his arms missing next to a storm drain. And then after that, sort of almost in this weird dazed state where he can't quite believe his eyes, floating lazily above the storm drain, completely out of place, he sees a bright red balloon. feelings. Oh, fuck. Oh, Lord. I'm going to jump back to the present, if that's cool with everybody. Yeah. 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 Let's go back to present day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back in the hotel. In Derry in the present day. Mm-hmm. Um... Bill is throwing himself down the stairs, taking them two or three at a time, um, completely beside himself, sort of muttering wildly under his breath. He's, like, clenching and unclenching his fingers, just, like, trying to get a hold of himself. And he's just, like, repeating over and over to himself. He's going, he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees... Stanley. Hey. Hey, um... I, uh, didn't expect to see you here. Yeah, no, um, no, me neither. Uh, sorry, uh, hi. It's okay, um, trouble sleeping? You know, I, I don't think I could if I tried. I, um, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't really feel like being alone right now. Oh, uh, well, I mean... He sort of, um, I think, like, crosses and uncrosses his arms awkwardly, like, trying very cool to be a regular person having a very normal evening. <laughs> um, and eventually settles for, like, stuffing his hands in his, in his pockets and goes, yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I, I know what you mean, um, more or less. So, you know, it's a lot, lot to take in. You, you know, I... I I have a room here. I, you know, I checked in. Um, I, I tried to go in and I just couldn't make myself do it. I, you know, I can see my hand on the doorknob and I can barely feel it. I, you know, the only time I feel like I even exist is when I'm talking to somebody else. Otherwise, I'm just this consciousness like floating through space. So, I mean, I came down here to sort of hope that somebody from housekeeping would wander across me or I don't know somebody would come refill the coffee pot and I'd just be able to be here for a minute um but so far just you so sorry 
<laughs> Just me. Sorry. Do you want to talk about it? Talk, 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 talk about what? Whatever you're freaking out about. I'm not, nobody, I mean, who, nobody, nobody said I was freaking out. No, I said you were freaking out. You are. You obviously are. It's not a big deal. I mean, that bad, huh? It's not like this isn't a normal situation we're all in. But yeah, you know, I do know you, Big Bill. Yeah. Bill sort of uh, runs a hand through his hair and comes over and sits down on the edge of the couch and, and laughs a little bit and says, yeah, um, I guess you do. So what'd you see up there? <sighs> would you believe that until about 15 minutes ago, I didn't remember how my brother died. Jesus Christ, Bill. Like I knew, like I knew that I had one and that I didn't have one anymore. And I just didn't know why. And that was normal to me. That w everything was normal to me. Everything made sense, even though I had no fucking clue what the shape of my life looked like before I woke up where I was every morning. And I mean, how does that make sense? Bill, there's a lot about this that doesn't make sense. I feel like you're going to do a little bit better the sooner you just accept that and take it while it comes, you know? Yeah. I just... I don't mean to every... dictate the way that you lead the group or whatever, but... God. Mm. That was me, wasn't it? You know, somebody had to. I always appreciated it. You know, it could have been anybody. Yeah. It could have been anybody. Maybe it should have been. <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like everything keeps coming back in pieces, but the shape of all of them together is so huge. And I just feel like I don't know what I'm going to do when I see the whole thing, you know, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, I got the call from Mike a few days ago. Um, and I hear what you guys are saying about it just being like, everything comes back slow and you, 
I don't know, Billy, I got it all at once. I don't think it's maybe a little bit better to sip on it. <laughs> Fuck. Wow, that's I don't a... know. Grass is always greener, huh? <laughs> I guess. Somewhere. <laughs> sure as hell not in dairy. No. Not really. God, I thought I'd seen the last of this town. I didn't remember seeing this town, period, so that's, um... That's something. Yeah. I mean, it's not nothing. I don't know. There's, a There's nothing, really, I can say to make it easier, but... I'm here if you want to talk. Thanks, Dan. I, um... Means a lot. Yeah. What can I say? I missed you. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Nothing personal. I miss you now. Does that count? God. There's that, you know, corny writer line. <laughs> I got a million of them. Yeah, I don't doubt that. So, hey, if you remembered everything. Yeah. There has to be, like, one good thing, right? <laughs> you want to know the worst part? There's so many good things. That's the worst part, Stan? If you knew the shape of the bad things, yeah, that's the worst part. I mean, Jesus, like, there's stuff here that's worth saving. There's, you know, there's memories that I cherish. Isn't that gross? <laughs> like, this is the worst place on Earth. This is an absolutely cursed, horrible little town. And I just want to save it. Well, I think that, you know, if I can be a little bit gross, too, that, uh, <laughs> I don't think home's a place. I think it's the people. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that probably worth saving. So by this point, when, when Bill had gotten back, had um, Eddie and Richie already gotten back to the hotel? You or tell were me. They come in and after. Yeah, that's up to you. I know that you had mentioned to me off mic that y'all took a detour. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Val, Val, do you have your mic on? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do I do um, this? Yeah, we can do it. All right. Uh, so we had just left the Chinese restaurant and we were going straight back to the hotel, but um, uh, we kind of like just meandered off into back roads of dairy like 
into town. Do you know where you're um, going? I mean, no, but uh, I'll figure it out. Listen, I have a very strict bedtime, you know. I, I like to get some sleep at 11 o'clock so I can have a nice 8 to 10 hours of sleep, which is the normal right. amount of sleep well, for adults. Well, it's uh, 10.30 right now, so I'd say there's probably some time for some waffles. Uh, wa- <laughs> waffles? No. Yeah, no. and at that moment, we're pulling into the parking no. lot of, of a waffle no, restaurant. No, we're not. No, no, Rich. Rich. Yeah. It's we're going gonna, to take yeah, at least on. an hour. Rich is getting out of the car, okay. and he's going to go around to the okay. other side and... He's like pulling Eddie out. Come on, Eds. Rich. Come on. Let's just come mm. on. Let's get some waffles. Richie. You hardly ate. Come on. Richie, let go of me. Uh Richie like unbuckles Eddie's seatbelt for I'm him. I'm not a and baby, just, like, Rich. Kind of pulls him out of the car. Oh my god. I god. Come on. You're gonna just one why, waffle. Why? 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 Why are you doing this? Uh, fine. Just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. Fine. Petition but we're getting... to name this to name this restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> what what is the yes. name of this restaurant? I feel like this restaurant is technically Dairy Queen. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it does waffles all year round. Yeah, and They've occasionally got ice cream, ice cream. To go on the waffles. This, exactly. This, Thank this you. Place... Here's the thing. I remember this place. This place used to give me the shits as a kid before I figured out I had IBS. I'm not having anything besides a waffle and a cup of coffee. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Not IBS. Well, if your bedtime's Hold at 11, on. you should at least have decaf. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm going to. Let me just put it in my calendar really quick just so I know what oh I'm eating. Oh, my God. Eddie. I need and, to uh, take care of. Richie, like, just takes the calendar away and, like, puts it in no. his pocket. Well, it's my phone. My calendar's on my phone. You just <laughs> took my phone. Why would you take my phone? Yeah, I did. What if someone calls me? What if I need to get out of here? No one's going to call you. If someone no one's really gonna important call me. calls you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. I didn't Do you mean do it this like with if, your party hard can... rock star life every night? Yeah, you gotta unplug. Don't you just like go smoke weed or something? I. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call unplugging. Now come on, fine, we're gonna fine. eat a waffle. Okay, fine. Yes, we are going to eat a waffle only because if I don't eat before I take my sleeping medication, then my whole stomach's gonna be messed up for the next twenty-four hours, and I'm not having that when I'm on my way back <laughs> to New York. I think we we the scene kind of comes to a close of like we're we're walking into the restaurant as uh as Eddie's saying all of that. Um and then we sit down, we have a waffle, uh like there are some shots of like us laughing and having a good time. I think that Richie like tries to feed Eddie part of a waffle. Um and then uh like smear some ice cream on his face or something and um that's the cutest shit i've ever heard <laughs> yeah, yeah well guess guess what then eddie's he gonna do it back yeah. first <laughs> of all lactose, lactose intolerant second of all i'm going to smear it on your face now and i'm gonna get it on your glasses and then uh we we look over and just like catch a, a glance of the the waiter who's just like looking at us like what the fuck are they doing and then we're just like oh shit and then we uh, ask for the check, and we're gonna we're gonna head out. And we're laughing, just like giggling. Yeah, yeah. 
That's stupid. <laughs> well, you're the one with ice cream. Oh all my over god, your no, face. you look. No, no. I mean, like, this could be washed off, but now it's all over your glasses. You've got it all smeared. You're going to have to get new glasses. Jesus. <laughs> I've needed new glasses for you, years. You have. They really don't shape your face well. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate oh, yeah, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you paying for this since you're some big-time celebrity now? Yeah, I got it. But, I mean, uh, only only if that's uh, within the risk management portfolio. Oh, what the yeah, fuck do you do uh, anyway? God. I told you. You weren't listening to me, you little egg. Uh, I think I think there's, like, similar banter all the way back to the hotel. And, like, we hear some of it going into the doors. I, I don't know if this should be before or after Bill and Stan have already had their talk. I think Bill's passed out on the couch. Yeah, I would like to have a little moment before we go in where we're walking up together and we're just like kind of chumming around and still kind of giggling and Rich is saying jokes and Eddie is laughing and they stop or Eddie stops first and I assume Rich stops or maybe he goes in, I don't know. (laughs) I I think he he like... (laughs) I think Richie puts his hand on the the doorknob and like starts to turn it, but mm-hmm. realizes that Eddie has stopped. And so Eddie's just kind of looking up at this guy. Just what you looking at? I don't know. I uh. uh sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna do a little bit of description of like Eddie, or sorry, Richie, um, turning around to go like side by side with uh, Eddie and. Like, just putting his hands in, like, his jacket. Not Eddie's jacket, Richie's jacket. <laughs> I really want it to be Eddie's jacket. He goes, okay. he goes He goes. up behind Eddie and gives him a little smooch on the cheek. No, that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no um... Well, in my fan fiction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you think, uh... You know what, never mind. Uh, no, what, what, no, what no, it's say? kind of fucking stupid, man. I'll be honest with Come you. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you're always fucking stupid. Just say it. Okay, wow. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Do you think that... And Eddie's throat... He His face is getting more serious. He can feel his throat closing up. And before he reaches for his inhale to take inhaler to take a deep inhale he goes do you think it's it's brave to leave are we being cowards I don't know man I don't know I've been thinking about a lot this this is fucking stupid I shouldn't be doing this with you I, I I'm sorry I know that it's been like 80 years since I've seen you or whatever 20, 20 something and uh what do you mean we had a waffle we had fun oh yeah that that means everything huh <laughs> I just I don't know is this I don't know is this like this is stupid this is stupid this is dumb okay I think I need to take I don't know I think my night pill is kicking in uh <laughs> uh Okay. Um, oh, uh, here's here's your phone back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Set an alarm early. I'm still leaving. If you wanna. Yeah. Yeah. Catch a ride, then. When are you? Uh. I mean, like. Not like I don't know. I don't know. 
yeah maybe maybe man that'd be cool uh yeah i think ed eddie is kind of looking a little bit forward now across the street and nodding his head and kind of then looks at rich and kind of nods his head like yeah this is probably it and uh Eddie's like, yeah, I gotta get in anyway. My arm is killing me. Uh, when I got into that car accident I was telling you about, when Mike called, yeah. ugh, my arm's been killing me ever since. Wow, is it okay? Did you uh, get it checked out? Oh, no, no, it's, it's. I mean, yes, I did get it checked out. Uh, I went to the uh, urgent care by my house, the place I'm staying. Uh, it's fine. I have a sling. I could, I'll just throw it on when I get in, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just... I'm having okay. a, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna, Rich. Uh, it's been um, it's been really good to see you, man. Yeah, it's um, it's good to see you too. Yeah. Come on, let's get inside before uh, before all the ice cream in your hair melts. <laughs> Shut up! I need to wash that out. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> and uh, Eddie turns. So. Yeah, and uh, Richie follows shortly after. Um, I think that they they go up quiet enough to not wake up Bill tonight. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to just, like, cut to morning, or is there other stuff that needs to happen at night? Does anybody else have anything they want to do in the nighttime hours? I could do a small solo Ben scene if you want. Um, I'm just gonna say, uh, that, that, that Beverly had a nice hot shower <laughs> and she put on pajamas and she got all that. snug in bed and now she's sleeping. That's nice. Aww. I love that. <laughs> I would love to know what Ben's up to though. Yeah. Please tell me what um, Ben's if, up to. Yeah. If I may, um, Addison, you don't have to do anything, but no, I please do borrow kind me. of I, want to I will take. Borrow <laughs> I will do a wholesome. Oh, if Beverly's having a wholesome interaction with Ben, then I, I'm, I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm here. <laughs> yes. It's, it's one of those, like, very, very corny, traditional, like, ooh, the, the yearning. No, give so, me that. Um, yes. <laughs> the okay, yearning. Break me off a piece of that, please. I'm about to. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> stand back, everybody. No. I'm about to yearn. Stand, stand back. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, Ben, I think, is sitting in his room, um, probably like trying to do some sort of design uh, work on the newest contract that he, uh, that he has. Um, and he keeps getting distracted. He like he hears Bill and Stan and is like thinking back to uh, their childhood all together. And then he's like, no, I got to I got to focus on this and goes and, and wor works some more um, mm. on the mm -hmm. building design that he's doing. And um, I mm. would like it if it's OK for um, for Ben and Bev to have like adjoining rooms like in a hotel or whatever oh, when oh. there's like the door in the middle uh -oh. yeah, I get you. <laughs> so i think he hears like whatever she's doing she has like a nice hot shower or whatever and he like pauses and he reaches into his wallet and pulls out the yearbook page no. um, where she signed um the like the first time that they ever met mm -hmm. um and i think he pauses and looks at it for a bit 
and looks at his door and like tosses the page on the desk and type 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 tippity tap tap typing um, looks at it again and I think he grabs the note and walks to the to the door and um, goes to Bev's front door uh, when and like he's about to knock Beverly opens the door think... to walk to go to oh. the bathroom uh, she has okay. a green mud mask on her face uh, that she's going to go to the bathroom to wash off. Oh, um, um hi. Oh, um, God, hi. This looks, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. This <laughs> looks like a really bad time. Um, oh no, it's fine. I just, um, uh, I meant, I meant to tell you, I never told you when we were kids, I'm part Martian, so. Oh, part, <laughs> this is yeah, just what like, I look um, like when I take my makeup off, you know, this is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Um, I always, I always had my suspicions. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, nobody else likes nobody else likes new kids on the block. No, of course. Well, of course, that's why I had to be your friend. You were the new kid in town. I was a new kid on the planet. You get it? No, it's yeah. it's just it's just mud. Yeah. Uh, it's just mud. I um, I break out no, when I yeah, travel, absolutely. and I I just wanted to. I thought it would help me calm down, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you get back to your, um, Martian <laughs> no, okay. ways, your alien customs. <laughs> Fuck. It's okay. It's okay. Did you want something? Um, no, no. It's, it's okay. I, uh, I, I was just coming to, to see how, how you're doing. Um, because it's sure. um, been you yeah. know, almost 30 years since, I, since I've seen oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I guess I'm doing about as well as about as well as I can be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you know, I think I think we'll all maybe I think <sighs> I mean, we'll see. But I, I think maybe stuff will look a little maybe things will make more sense in the morning is what I keep thinking. Yeah. Keep a little hoping. bit, a little bit clearer. Well, mm-hmm. um, okay. Don't let me keep you. I, I do can't you want, imagine that. Do you want to, do you want a mask? I have, I have some extra. Do you do want, you, you have more? <laughs> yeah. I mixed it up and like, I, do you want some mud? <laughs> you don't look like um, you need it. Your pores look, your pores look great, <laughs> but you know, well, thank you. But, um, you know, I've never, I've never done a, a mud mask is it like oh, okay is it really well, let cool? me is it really good? Uh, oh it's um oh it's great it's the shit um let me let me show you okay <laughs> so um <laughs> so honestly to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put I t- i'm gonna tenderly put a mud mask on ben's face i'm sorry <laughs> he's gonna sit there and like i need this he's gonna like <laughs> yeah no absolutely um he's he's definitely like kind of freaking out on the inside about it like um, <laughs> I, I I don't know what to do with my hands kind of situation yeah she puts it on with like wanna... she's got like a, I don't know if you guys have ever used these they're like this little like silicone spatula you use to put it yes to put, like, I a love those <laughs> yeah so she's just using that and smearing it on smearing it on his cute old face um, <laughs> and then you just let it sit for like 15 minutes and then you gotta wash it off with warm water. And then you know moisturizer. Do you moisturize? 
Um, yeah, I, I do moisturize. Okay, I just good. not mud mask. Okay. So, so how do I look? <laughs> oh man, you look you look great. You look perfect. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. It's about probably 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, and I know, well, Eddie knows that he was supposed to get up maybe a little bit early, and he usually is very on time, but someone kept him out late, and uh, now is frantically trying to put back pill bottle <laughs> among pill bottle, because he's one of those oh. people that unpacks everything when they get to a place, and seeing as he thought it was going to be a nice trip, um, he impacted everything the day before. So he's packing up all his toiletries, he's packing up his clothes, and he can hear, I'm sure, Richie, pound, not pounding on the door, probably lightly knocking, figuring out where he's at. Huh? Yeah? Is that the case, With the, the gentle touch of Richie Tozier. <laughs> Just a, a little tippity-tap. The delicate. Tippity-tap, tippity-tap, tippity-tap. Unless Richie Hello? wants to wake everyone up. Which is fine. No, Richie Richie is trying to not wake people up because it is early enough that people are still kind of sleeping. Um, uh, he wanted to leave early enough so that uh, they could, like, slip out from everyone's noses, like, under everyone's noses, just, like, get out the door, not have to say goodbye, and preferably not be dragged back into... Uh, uh, a dairy situation. Well, with that idea, then I think Eddie's gonna go to his door and open it up really quick and say, "Sorry, I'm not good at a Richie Tozier goodbye. I have to put everything away first. So if you give me just a second, I will be done momentarily. If you didn't keep me up all night, this wouldn't be a situation." And then, sorry. <laughs> and then, as Richie saying sorry, Eddie closes the door. <laughs> Fucking god damn it. Okay, well um Okay, well I'm I'm just gonna like go downstairs. I'm gonna put my bag in the in the trunk. So whenever you're ready, just come on down and like I don't know, hurry, I guess. Um so Richie's gonna like start to roll his bag down the stairs. Um I think he, he's going fast enough that he doesn't even think about picking it up to go down these very hard wood steps. Uh, and you just hear like a clunk of the suitcase falling down a step. It's like, fuck shit. Damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then he picks up the suitcase and continues walking down the steps. Um, and then he opens the door to go outside. Um, I think Bill's still in the lobby. Um, Bill definitely like fell asleep on the couch last night. There was no way he was going back to his room to try and sleep. Um, I don't even know if... <laughs> if anybody's ever going to see the inside of that room again. Um, yeah. But I, I think he definitely fell asleep on the couch and probably like woke up early. I'm sure he's been up and down and kind of pacing here and there. Uh, he doesn't look like a person who got very much sleep, but I don't think he ever really does. Um, but I think that sort of maybe as even as you're coming down the stairs, he sees you. And I think probably he sees you before he sees your suitcase <clears throat> and gets like almost kind of this excited look on his face, like 
oh my God, yes. Like they came back. I knew it. I knew they would. And then his eyes fall on your suitcase and his expression completely drops. <laughs> Rich, you, you came back. Oh, God damn it. Bill, hi. Uh, how'd you, how'd you sleep? There, Bill. Uh, well, you know, caught, uh, caught a few hours here and there. You, uh, yeah. you, uh, you packed up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, dropping this stuff off in the car. Turns out I didn't need the, uh, the whole suitcase, so, um, yeah. And then you're coming back. Uh, as, as you say that, Richie just, like, stops pushing the door open a little bit, kind of, like, gets a, a little bit of a, like, frustrated look on his face, uh, and just, like, sighs, like, no. Rich. Yeah. <sighs> Richie, come on, man. Bill, it's, it's honestly been great to see you all again. I mean, I never thought I would, and uh, it's been great, but um, I, 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 I can't do this. You, you can't leave. What do you mean? You can't I mean, walk out on us like this. Watch me. We need everyone, Rich. I, I think Richie is, is kind of ignoring Bill at this point, and he's just gonna walk out to the car on the, uh, the gravel is like crunching under his feet, just kind of giving that sense of like uh, a little bit more frustration. Yeah, for sure. I think Bill sort of stands up and storms after you a little bit and um, like throws open the door, like doesn't let it close all the way behind you, kind of catches it midway and is holding it open. Um, Richie, you know, you know, we all have to do this together. I know that you know. Richie, come on. You, you know we have to all be in on this. We can't do this without you. Bill, you're going to have to because I'm, I'm leaving. I'm done. I, I can't. I, I, I can't. Um, I think at this point, uh, Eddie's all ready to go and starting to close his door and come downstairs and is just peeking out the door a little bit, but here's most of what's happening and kind of... Mm-hmm. you know, clenches his teeth. And I think he makes eye contact with Richie and starts maybe backing up the stairs a little bit. <laughs> Eddie nods and kind of skeptically walks back down the stairs and, um, you know, almost like a, a sad puppy <laughs> just is walking by and walks out the door and sees Bill. Well, Bill's still standing in the doorway, like holding the door open and yelling after Richie. So he's in between you and Richie in the parking lot. If you want to get past him, you're going to have to, there's going to have to be a, a more, a moment of more confrontation. Uh, then I think he stops a little at uh, Bill, um, a little bit before Bill, and kind of looks at Bill and looks at Rich and it's like, well, I don't know if I should be interrupting this right now. Or like, like making that eye contact, not saying that. That uh, would be very funny if you yeah. said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think um, Richie is is looking at you very uh, expectedly. Um, so, like, he he is kind of expecting that you will uh, 
come and put your suitcase in the car, and then we will just drive off. Uh, Bill's not mad, he's just disappointed. Gosh, (laughs) such dad energy. I think uh, he looks over at Eddie, you know, sort of when he hears Richie call to you, he realizes exactly what's happening and has this expression on his face that's that's kind of sad. And I think that there is frustration there. You know, there's this whole situation wrapped up that he has to deal with. And he just looks at you and goes, you too, Eds? Um, Eddie swallows saliva back and kind of looks away from Bill, just kind of at the floor. Doesn't say anything. Clenching his jaw. Starting to breathe a little heavy. Damn it, this isn't going to work if we're not all in on it together. Eddie, come on. It's the only way. We've got to go. We've got to go. Everyone else is going to wake up, and I i really want to be out of here without saying goodbye to everyone. And then what, Rich? Everyone wakes up and finds you gone, and, and, and what? You can leave what too, What do you Bill? think is going to happen? What do I think? I don't know. None of us know. I mean, you could come too if you want. You know that we can't do that. Why can't we do that, Bill? Because what we have to do is here. What we have to take care of is here. It's in Derry, and we're the only ones who can stop it. I don't have to take care of anything here. I have a life outside of Derry, and I'm fine with going back to it. You have a responsibility to take care of. We all do. Um, I think Richie is just kind of biting his lower lip and just shaking his, his head. Just, why, Bill? Why? Why? Why do we have a responsibility? What do you mean? Bill, This is all um, of our choice. Bill slams his hand on the glass door, his open palm, just in a moment of frustration. And from the other side of the door, you can see a small trickle of red um, dripping down from the center of his hand, where I think you also realize you have a scar that you didn't remember before yesterday. And he, um, he clenches his fist and he says, because nobody did it for us. Okay, because I don't, I don't completely remember everything that happened to us when we were kids, but I know that it should never have been our job to handle it. And and, and if we don't step in to do something, it's going to keep happening, and it's going to keep happening to kids who don't have a choice. But we do, Rich. Um, I think, I think at that, uh... Can we do a little flashback back to um maybe we maybe we just go back to the uh to the the first argument we had as kids where Richie was about to leave too. Yeah, um, I think there's a really cool parallel here. Um Go ahead. I want I would totally love for you to set this scene. Uh so it was it was all of the losers, right? We're all there on yeah. on our bikes. Um I think Bill, you were kind of pushing for everyone to uh, go into the house on Nebolt Street mm-hmm. um, so that we we could finally, like, resolve what happened to Georgie and, like, bring, like, justice to it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think this was kind of 
this was later in the summer, close to like the end, the culmination of everything, where we'd all sort of had these individual experiences, like these sort of Pennywise sightings, as it were. <laughs> um, and I think that I was very much of the opinion that we needed to go confront this thing where it lived, like had to put a stop to it, just completely furious, like overcome by this like rage and frustration at what had happened to my brother. And you obviously weren't <laughs> of the same opinion. <laughs> so we see everyone just on their bicycles and it's kind of like a, a standoff between uh, Bill and Richie. And I think most of the losers are behind Bill, right? So I like, think that maybe this is a, a weird sort of moment where everyone feels kind of unsettled. Um, I think that usually there is this sense of unity, this kind of unspoken expectation that everybody will follow Bill, whatever it is that he decides. And I think that maybe this is one of the first times in our collective friendship that that hasn't been true. Maybe like there is sort of this undercurrent of uncertainty. Everybody's sort of looking around, not quite sure if everybody would do whatever he wants them to do at this point. I think Bill's probably seeming kind of unhinged at this point <laughs> to all of the other kids. Like I think the losers club in general is sort of feeling, you know, we're not really sure how far we're willing to take this. We don't know if what you're asking of us is something that we're willing to do. Okay. Um, so I, I think, uh, but I think that Richie's the only one who's been bold enough to voice it. Yeah. So Richie, Richie has spoken up. I think, I think we're in the middle of an argument, Bill and me. Sure. Um, and, uh, Richie speaks up and says, Bill, Georgie's already dead and there's nothing that we can do that can bring him back to life. Like you have to get over it. I know that. Don't you think I know that? Well, sure. Don't, don't, don't you think that I never stop knowing that my brother is dead? Yeah, but are you willing to risk all of our lives for that? Because I'm not. I think when you say this, um, Bill looks like he's just taken a punch to the stomach. Like, I think maybe the hardest possible thing for him to hear in this moment would be that he could be responsible for anything happening to the rest of you. And he's clearly still furious. He clearly still has this look on his face. Like he wants so badly to punch you right now, <laughs> but for... does he have the Arthur fist? The Arthur clinched <laughs> he's, fist? Oh yeah. Full Arthur fist. <laughs> like his little red flannel sleeves all the way down to his, his angry little boy fists. Um, but I think that you have uh, completely taken the words out of his mouth. There, there's nothing he can say to that. So after a moment of silence, um, Richie just turns to Eddie and says, Eduardo, Andale, come on, we're, we're leaving. We're out of here. And then uh, Richie rides off. Eddie looks at Bill with his jaw clenched and looks at him forever it feels like and takes another deep breath looks at the ground and hops on his bike and he goes 
but I'm sorry, Bill. And bikes away, following after Richie. Coming out of this this memory, we kind of get a a, a picture of like Richie's face, um, like present day adult Richie, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of like mulling things over. He doesn't exactly know uh, what he's supposed to do, but um, eventually, after a few seconds, uh, he just uh, looks at Eddie and he says, "Eddie, come on, we we've got to go." After hearing what he just heard from both of them, Eddie snaps back to focus. He looks at Rich, and then he looks at Bill. And he looks at Bill for a long time. He looks at Bill forever. And Eddie thinks about the summer that Bill let him ride on his back on his bicycle the whole summer because Eddie's mom wouldn't replace the front tire of his bike and he thinks about the same kid who would always lend him pencils in class when the teachers would get mad at him for biting on all of his pencils even though it definitely is not (laughs) healthy or safe safe He'd still bite on all of them. (laughs) Bill would let him have his pencils, and he would never chew on Bill's pencils. He remembers Bill would never make fun of him for using his inhaler. And he remembers that same kid who would always be there when Eddie was having a hard time breathing. He remembers Big Bill. Bill Denborough. And he looks back at Rich. Lovely, lovely Richie Tozier. That's that's generous. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was sarcastic in his brain. (laughs) And he, uh, he takes a deep breath and with his one hand on his suitcase and the other being held up by a sling his doctor gave him, he sets it back up normally a suitcase I imagine it's one of those rollers and uh, he goes I'm sorry Rich Uh, you just see Rich's face Uh, it, it looks like he's been absolutely sucker punched like 50 times in a row um and I think I think he uh, starts to get in the driver's seat, and he just like sits there with his hands on the wheel, not turning on the car yet, but he just sits there for a while. I think I think he's waiting for someone to kind of like like put the final nail in the coffin, and like tell him to come back, and like stay in Derry. Sure. Um. I think that Bill sort of, when Eddie makes this decision, sort of sighs a little bit. Like, there's not quite a smile, but there is this sense of, like, relief. I think his shoulders drop just a little bit. Like, 
some semblance of a burden has been lifted from them. And he uh, looks down and, and sees Richie. And then he turns back to you, Eddie, and he, he places a hand on your shoulder and just kind of squeezes it gently and gives you this little half smile. And then he... Go- and then he goes down the stairs and uh, walks over to Richie's car and I think does that thing where like he puts a hand up on the roof of the car and sort of leans down just a little bit to the window. And he just says, we can't do this without you, Rich. Jesus, Bill, you're getting blood all over my car. <laughs> If that's the worst thing that happens to you, then, um, I'm willing to consider that a success. Okay, um, and, uh, Richie just gets out of the car, uh, unloads his suitcase, um, and then kind of just slowly carries it back upstairs. I think, can I interrupt? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the second that you stand up out of the car, before you can get to your suitcase, I think Bill pulls you into a huge hug. Just, like, Um, emphatic bro hug, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck, Bill, now you're getting blood all over my shirt. This was... It's vintage. I... uh, Shit. And uh, Richie kind of, like, wipes a tear away from his eyes. (laughs) Um, Um, I think Eddie looks out at this scene... And he lets go of his grip on his suitcase, his roller bag. And he closes his eyes so shut, so tight. And as if they've all just sealed their fate. (laughs) As if it's all real. And they're, they're doing this. They're doing this. Oh, they're doing this. And he bites his lip. And he looks back at Rich. Rich kind of looks up at Eddie. And he smiles. You see like a a half smile from Richie, just like a bittersweet. I I think it's it's a it's a smile that you can tell like Richie knows this is the right decision to stay. Um and I think he's sure of it. He thinks he's sure of it. But uh he doesn't like it. I feel like this is a lovely opportune moment for Mike to come strolling up to the hotel. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, like, uh, oh. Okay, what did I miss? Uh, Eddie sits down, takes a big puff of his inhaler. <laughs> 